Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 5th. I'm your host, Mike Patra, joined by none other than Santino Cocone, the notorious Hartford 860 man. Uh, we've been hit by some severe weather today, Santino. So uh, we had we got hit by that tropical storm, pretty, pretty heavy gusts of wind. We got trees down. And Santino, if I'm not mistaken, uh, was without power at his home. So he is mobile. He is recording from a different studio, uh, also known as his in-law's house. So he's getting it done, though. He's here. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. And, yeah, we uh, lost power pretty much all day. Uh, a couple trees knocked down our power line, like straight from our, our house, um, right in the front. Next door neighbor, a big tree in the back fell and knocked down all of their cars. Uh, one of them looks totaled. There's a giant truck that is kind of blocking the other cars. So I think that one's messed up, but uh, the other cars might be safe. You can't really tell there's so much, that tree was massive and you can't see underneath it too much. Uh, but yeah, we got hit by this storm and uh, I'm, I'm, as you said, I'm doing the mobile version right now. Got to try and get through some stuff. Uh, give me a little backtrack, but I, th- I think we're good to go. I think we're going to do good tonight. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, you're a man on a mission right now. You got it done either way. When there's a will, there's a way. So obviously, the slate means something to you. Uh, you you, you traveled <laughs> travel to talk about it. So uh, I'm pumped about it. I mean, you know, this is this is kind of a wonky slate. You were just saying it, uh, you know, before we got on air. And it's always crazy when Jeff Green has the same amount of points as, you know, Russell Westbrook or James Harden. So. Uh, yeah. A little bit of a weird night. Some things were like we did not. I don't think anybody in the world expected. It. I think it was the largest spread of of the season for that Bucks Nets game. Um, oh. That look how that turned out. So I, I mean, don't know if you were listening last uh, to today's or last night's podcast. Uh, I can't even get the the words out. I'm so flustered. But uh, I kept saying it was going to be a barn burner of a game. I haphazardly was joking, and at <laughs> some point I was like, oh, maybe I I don't know if they'll play their starters in my head. Um, it came out as they actually won this game, and that's uh, I'm at a loss for words. Um, yeah. <laughs> be- especially because Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe, everybody was out there, Sandsbrook Lopez, in that first quarter and a half, and they were still getting beat. So that's that's the that thing that really stuck out to me. Before they turned into their, their bench uh, unit, they were getting beat by a G League squad, squad at best. Yeah, they it was uh, they turned the Bucks turned into a bunch of pumpkins. It happened, um, you know. And DraftKings at least made the the decision fairly easy for us, where we avoided a lot of those guys because of their price tags. A few guys undervalue. You you jumped on uh, Musa, 
Uh, and I got to give you credit for that one. That was a, that's a great call. And uh, I think Justin Anderson, you t- you talked about him, I think, on uh, last night's show, too. And another guy that, you know, they yeah. hit their value because they're a min salary. Um, don't don't forget my boy. He didn't he didn't have a great game, but I just keep touting him. <laughs> I know we got it. We got it. <laughs> I'll let it go. You and <laughs> are real. But we got a new slate to talk to before we jump into the slate, though. Uh, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Manscaped. If you guys haven't heard, and I'm, I'm assuming you have, uh, you know, go check out Manscaped. Uh, try the lawnmower 3.0. It is one of the best trimmers I've ever had, and it allows you to have that two separate trimmers. And they also have a fantastic package where it comes with the, you know, conditioner, uh, all the good stuff, boxers, travel bag, everything you need. And if you use promo code Hoopball20, you get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. So. I know there's probably at least a few products out there that could do some of the gentlemen that listen uh, some benefit. And, you know, listen, I think Santino says it best. Uh, your significant others will appreciate it. And it's a luxury. You'll appreciate that after it's all said and done. And, and once you have it, you can't go back. So use promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 to get that 20% off and free shipping. But let's jump right into this brother we have six games to talk about and it's been glorious every single day in the bubble we're getting six or seven games it doesn't get any better than that perfect size slates not too many not too little a little exposure and then we get basketball from you know the afternoon all the way through the night so it's just it's just juicy we're going to start it off though memphis grizzlies facing off against utah uh, at the moment, the over/under is 225. Utah's being favored by four and a half, which is a little surprising considering my boy. Uh, drastic, tragic news. Uh, it just took two of my favorite players, two of my favorite bigs, both of the league's best young defenders, right out of the equation after Jonathan Isaac tears his ACL. Uh, it comes back that Jaron Jackson Jr. tore his meniscus, so he is out for the remainder of the bubble. Hopefully, you know, meniscus, we see it be, you know, sometimes a six-week injury. Sometimes it's, you know, two to two and a half months. Uh, generally, obviously, it's not as, as, as devastating um, as an ACL tear. But I think the big news to keep out for Jaron Jackson Jr. is if he's getting it repaired or if he's getting it removed. Right, Santino? I know those are two different injuries. Uh, one, you can generally come back from a little faster. And the other one, uh, you know, if you get it, how is it? If you, if you come back a little faster, if you get it removed, but it generally shortens like the length of your career can damage the knee long term uh whereas if you get it repaired it takes a little bit longer for recovery time but has less complications down the road i think i got that right yeah uh uh, removing it is you can play shortly uh but it it comes with a bigger injury risk and a 10 generally a shorter career um but repairing it is going to be a longer term thing though it's Gives you more longevity, and uh, the chance for re-aggravation is, is less. Um, but everybody's different, so we'll see yeah, what I happens. Think, I think Dwayne Wade was a notable person who had it re- like removed, right? And um, I kind of led to his you know knee sorenesses and game management towards the end of his career. Westbrook, I think he had it removed as well. So we'll have to we'll we'll see down the road. No. But nonetheless, Westbrook is a, just a different beast when it comes to <laughs> injuries. So I can't uh, the the bar for Westbrook and returning from injuries is just it should be in the league of its own. I don't, I don't understand this guy. He has surgery. And then two days later, he's back in the lineup. Yeah, he's, it's true. Yeah. Uh, he is a beast. <laughs> it's it's, he's, he's his own guy. And that's why, uh, you know, everyone talks about the athleticism, 
But who knows when it actually goes, if it ever goes. But nonetheless, Westbrook's not on this slate. Um, <laughs> no, he's not. We already, we already, we already dealt with him uh, you know, tonight as we're recording this the night before, on Tuesday night. Uh, we got the Memphis Grizzlies. We got Utah. I said the total. I said the spread. Uh, major news, Jaron Jackson Jr. obviously out, like I said. Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow both out. Everybody else should be healthy for Memphis going forward. And as far as Utah, it's the same injuries as Bogdanovich. Uh, and that is it. So... Uh, why don't we break it down, man? We'll start with Memphis. Why don't you give me a couple guys that you have on your radar? All right. Um, yeah, there's there's three guys that I have on my radar. Uh, two of them for sure. One of them, uh, if I'm searching in that, if at the end of my roster I only have this amount of money left, that's what I, I'll, I'll look his way. Uh, but the first guy comes to mind is going to be the chalk play of the night, and that's Brandon Clark at 4,600. It's hard to say no to a guy. Uh, who should see 30 minutes or so. I know the matchup against Utah, he might go against Royce O'Neal, who's a lot smaller than him. Um, but Clark can guard people on the perimeter as well. Uh, and he can. I, I, I don't see them uh, not playing him a good amount, especially without Jaron Jackson Jr. there. I'll slide right into the starting lineup. Um, but this team lost against three teams that are right behind them. They lost to the the Blazers, they lost to the Spurs, and then they lost to the, the the Pelicans. So they desperately need this win. They just lost their second highest usage guy. Uh, so I will go straight to Brendan Clark there, and I'm sure he's going to be one of the most chalk players of the night at that price tag. Yeah, uh, it's what kind you... of hard for him not to. Yeah, I think it's just uh, everybody's going to grab. People gravitate towards Brandon Clark and that price tag, regardless. Yeah, um, and then now the fact that you coupled with the fact he should start, like you said. Um, there's an off chance he doesn't if they decide to go with a guard rotation. Um, you know, they could probably do that with Utah. We'll have to wait and see. We should have that news, obviously. Uh, plenty of time in advance knowing it's the first game of the night. That's that's the good thing. But um, I imagine that, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think cash games, he's almost a lock. And then, you know, GPPs, I guess there's always the, you know, the pivot. It, does, it yeah. makes perfect sense. They, they could always go smaller, throw in Melton, uh, put Kyle Anderson at the four, Josh Jackson at the four. Um, but, I mean, Clark's their best player. Gorgie Dang might play a little bit, but I don't. I'm, in this matchup, it's different. Maybe in another matchup, I like him more. Um, the second guy I'm going to talk about is the guy that I, not the guy that I really like, but a guy that if the money works, or that's where I'm, that's the amount of money I have left at the end of my lineup, uh, I'll look his way, and that's Dylan Brooks. Uh, when I say that, people are probably going, "Ugh, uh, this guy is he hasn't had he hasn't shot the ball good the these three bubble games uh, under forty percent each time. Uh, he's but he's taken a little under eight threes per game in those three games. Uh, he's taken sixteen, twenty, and and thirteen shots. Um, he's gotten double did fifteen, sixteen points each time. There's going to be more usage to go around without Jaron Jackson. Someone needs to step up, and he is in a prime position to be their number two. Um, field goal attempt shot or shot taker. So he's a guy that if I have 5,200, that's not a bad price. And if, like I said, if I'm around the 5,000 range at the last spot or two, I'll, I'll look his way, but I'm not going to go out of my way to target him. He's just a lot of times your, your money and you, and you have people are stuck there uh, in that, in that price range. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes shooting guard can be a pain to fill. Um, I don't imagine he draws a lot of ownership either. I mean, uh, for the most part, I, I, I think I'm with you. Um, I'm on Brandon Clark. Uh, you mentioned the other guy I have some interest in, and that's going to be Kyle Anderson. For And you touched on it. Yeah, I think he is going to spend some time at the four. 
Um, generally, in the, in the first uh, few games that we've seen with the Grizzlies in the bubble so far, uh, we've seen Kyle Anderson play 18, 25, and 29 minutes. So the past two games, playing mid-20s. Uh, he's going to get that few extra minutes. And we're not, you know, it's, he doesn't need a ton more. If he ends up getting, uh, you know, four, five, six more minutes, now we're talking Kyle Anderson playing, you know, almost 30 minutes, and he's averaging just under a point per minute uh, a game against Utah this season. In two games, he's averaging about 16 DK points in 18 minutes. So, um, you know, looking at a guy that's only 4,300 and, and, you know, some good exposure in this game, uh, plays 30 minutes we could be looking at an average about 26 25 dk points maybe even a little bit upside of more uh but i think we have a stable floor in there as well so i i like both clark i like anderson you can play him as a pivot um i don't know if i'd play them together it's just a little bit of uh there's a little ugliness i think if you play both those guys together um uh, but yeah. i know there's there's got to be i think we need to touch on also uh john moran and ak He's going up every game, but the minutes, they stay up there with him. Uh, you know, the guy's averaging about 38, 39 minutes so far during the bubble. And do you have any interest in that uh, price tag? Yeah, before you uh, cut me off and didn't let me get to John Moran, I mean, i saving saving the best for last there. Um, but apparently in, in Michael Patria world, we don't, we don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> also, before I get to why I, I'm on board 150% with John Morant, I, I was listening to the podcast the other day with you and Breton, and you mentioned uh, the big board bets. I smell a big board bet with Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks. I don't know if you're if you're in on that one. I know Brooks cost nine hundred more, but it smells like a big board bet to me. Oh, uh, are you that I'm, confident? I mean, nine hundred dollars is 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 a yeah, great. Yeah, is a no, great, it's a good point, deal. Let's do point per dollar, and I'll do that. It uh, it's a, it's a big deal. Better point per dollar play. Yeah, I don't mind that. I'll do that one. We'll throw that in there. We'll talk off air what happens. We'll bring it up next time. Um, oh, yeah. Let me just – I'm going to you know, be the Mike Apache way, cut you off again real fast. Uh, <laughs> and just say that if me and Santino don't have a bet going, odds are it, it, it will be a good one. It will be something that's probably pretty either embarrassing um, or I'm going to end up probably taking him out to dinner or something crazy and buying him drinks. And Santino can, can drink like a fish and – uh, he, he turns into a slosh, and I got to drag him around. It's rough when we go out, but uh, <laughs> continue now. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, no problem, buddy. Um, but, yeah, John Morant, uh, another guy that is going to be in pretty much all my lineups, uh, especially if I only play a few. He's He's got to be there. So we just we were talking about how Jaron Jackson Jr., their second biggest usage guy, their second highest scorer, is not playing. That only gives more usage to John Morant, who has been – insane uh since this bubble started i also mentioned they lost the three games all three teams all three games to three teams that were right on their heels for that nine eight seed um but john morant since this bubble restarted they wanted they said they wanted to play him a lot more or more minutes than he was playing in the regular season which was about 31 on average uh he has been averaging 39 minutes in the three bubble games uh 39 minutes and 20 plus shot attempts on average, in all three games. Give me that all day, especially when your second leading scorer is going out. His his usage is only going to go up, and it's already at a really safe floor. I know he only hit five of 21 shots last game in a in a good matchup, but he did have um, Ball and, and Holiday on him as well. But, um, yeah, John Morant seems like a, a lock to me to play at 8,000. Yeah, I mean, John, you can't argue with the usage. It's only going to, like, go up i mean after that last game 
they need to win. Um, they need to win bad. And you got to imagine he's going to take every possible opportunity, turn it into that overtime mode, and just do what he could do. Uh, he's that type of player. I don't think anyone's going to argue with him taking the most amount of shots times three. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to have a ton of shot attempts, and the usage is going to be there. Is the matchup the greatest? I mean, it's, it's Utah. Uh, we're looking at probably a little bit of a slower pace. Um, but I can get behind it. I mean, just with some of the point guard options that we have, there's a few that we can pivot to. But um, with everybody going to Clark, I doubt too many people are going to overexpose themselves to this first game with all those other ones on. So I could see John Morant actually going a little bit under the radar. Price increase, first yep. game of the day, already playing Brandon Clark. Yeah, I can see I can see people going away from him a little bit. There is one guy in that range that I, I would gravitate more to, and we'll get to it later. But at 8,000, it seems like a very safe play for a guy averaging 39 minutes and 20-plus shots and his running mate, second-leading second, second scorer, uh, just went out. All right, man. Well, what about Utah? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna Utah. have some, we're gonna have some exposure over here. Uh, Utah has been playing fairly well. Um, looking like I don't know. Do you, have you seen any chemistry issues so far? I mean, they've been uh, you know they lost to LA, they lost to OKC. Those are tough games though, so I'm not gonna look at any yeah. differently. But we heard we heard the rumblings of Gobert and Mitchell saying, "Yeah, we're good," but then behind the scenes, nah, they're not really good. Uh, have you noticed anything different about their play style? I know that Bogdanovich obviously impacts the rotation, but, um, you know, these guys, they got to get ready for playoffs. they got to be ready for, in what, five more games now, and one hates the other. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that we haven't seen too many big games out of anybody but Conley uh, since we were in the bubble. Um, Mitchell held yep. his own in that first one, but that's it. Now, this last game, Mitchell dropped 33 against the Lakers, but, uh, yeah, Conley is, speaking of Conley, he's been a guy that I've liked since we came back to this bubble. Uh, his price tag has been pretty similar. It, the, the first game, he was 6,200, which wasn't bad. Uh, and then this last, that last game against L.A., 5,500. L.A. is not that good against point guards right now, um, so I, I really like that matchup. But 50, he's back to 5,800 uh, against Memphis. I think he he's a good play as well. He's He took... Uh, he took 17 shots last game, uh, nine three-pointers. He dropped 24 and eight. He's looking his best that he has all year. He's looking closer to the Mike Conley that we expected. And at that price tag, that's not a bad price tag. Um, and then his, his the guy right behind him uh, playing both guard positions, Jordan Clarkson is a guy you, you can look at it in this matchup as well. He's only uh, 4,700, so he dropped 200. He's still, he didn't have a great game last game. Uh, but he took 13 shots again. He only made two. So he's going to probably have low ownership, but he's averaging 15 shot attempts per game uh, or 16 shot attempts per game since the bubble resumed. So he's not a bad play at that price tag. And I guess I'll just throw in all three of them um, before you go. And Donovan Mitchell finally broke out of his slump. I just mentioned it. He dropped 33. He looked better. Uh, this is a very good matchup for him. And at 7,500, that's not a, that's a good price. Um, but He's just, uh, they are looking a little off. He has shot more shots each game. Uh, he has hit it at a better clip, but he's looking a little, they're looking a little off as a team. Um, 7,500 is not bad, but if I have to pay an extra five to get John Morant and I have that money, I like that. All right, man. You basically hit the nail on all the guys I was looking at. It's it's the guards. Uh, I'm looking for these guys to just take advantage of the lackadaisical backcourt that they've had all season. John Morant, as good as he is on offense and as, high, as, as highly we tout his usage and everything else, 
Uh, he's not really a great defender just yet, and that's understandable. He's a smaller guy. Uh, doesn't have a lot of weight to him, rookie guard. So uh, I'm with it. Clarkson, shot attempt usage, 4,700, great price tag. Uh, give me some of that. I'm all for it. I, I do like Conley, too. Uh, it's always going against his former team. And it, while it's not at, at any t- either team's home stadium, uh, there's got to be something in there, maybe a little bit. It's just an added bonus. 5800 is a great price tag. He looks like he's healthy. That's the most important thing, I think. And then Mitchell at 75. Uh, don't mind it whatsoever. Uh, great price tag. As long as he's under 8K, I think he's viable and in play for me. Nice. That's it, yeah. brother. We'll keep, we'll keep it moving. That's pretty much where I'm at. All right, let's do Next it. Next game, Philadelphia versus Washington. 231.5 game total. Philly being favored by 10.5. Uh, as far as injury news is concerned, Mike Scott out. Glenn Robinson Jr. is currently being listed as doubtful. And uh, Kylo Quinn, uh, he should be back. He missed a COVID test. I know that. So that's why he sat out that last game. So I'm assuming he'll be back. But keep your eye on the Kylo Quinn news. Uh, and then as far as Yeah, Washington, definitely. That's big news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Kyle Quinn puts up those random 30-point games when you're never expecting it. And then Joel Embiid, Mike Scott, and Al Horford will all miss. It'll be Kyle Quinn chalk night. He puts up 7.25 DK points. That's a slate-shaking news right there. Kyle Quinn. Kyle Quinn watch. <laughs> and then uh, the same injury news that we've known about for Washington. Nothing really new. Uh, same starting lineup and same everything going on over there. So uh, we'll start with the Sixers over here. The team that is favored, uh, Joel Embiid's been on a burner. I'm assuming you were going to start with him. Yeah, at 10,400 against Thomas Bryant. Yeah, this is a smash bot for him. Uh, he only he took 17 shots. He played 31 minutes last game. Uh, there was he came out of the game for a few seconds, uh, but they just escaped on a win, and they lost that first game against. Um, I'm going to just call them the TJ Warrens. Um, so they they need another win. There, they could easily climb up to the five seed, uh, but they're going to need to play a little bit better. And and it starts with Joel Embiid getting back on track in a smash up spot against Washington at a at ten thousand four hundred. If you're going to pay up for someone, uh, that's the guy I like to pay up for. Like the the the, the high prices. I can't blame you. Um, just knowing the matchup, what this guy can do in a point per minute standpoint, it, it, he's a fantastic play. Um, you know, I think a lot of people after watching today's Nets game uh, aren't going to be as scared off of, of blowouts and possible blowout scenarios because, you know, anytime we look at the two teams that probably shouldn't be in the bubble, it's Washington and it's Brooklyn. And those are the only two teams in, in my mind that I ever fear uh, this game could get out of hand pretty quickly with. So, uh, you know, and Embiid being the one guy that if they could limit his minutes on this team, that they will. So I, I do like him. Um, and I, if I'm playing him, I'm probably going to have some decent guys on the other side of the ball and just hope that the game stays close. I think it's it's mostly going to be a game script kind of scenario if I'm playing Joel Embiid. I'm not just going to run him and nobody else on the other side. Yeah. Um, but sticking with the Sixers, if I don't want to pay that price for Embiid, there are two people that I like in this matchup. And uh, we'll start with Tobias Harris, a guy that you probably didn't expect me to say second. Um, Tobias Harris, this matchup is good for all three guys that I want to mention, but especially good for him. So the, the Wizards are the bottom five in three-point percentage against, and Tobias Harris is their best shooter. Uh, I mean, 
maybe fork Maz, but he's not really in the rotation. So we'll stick with people that are actually gonna gonna have a relevance here. But Tobias Harris is their best uh, perimeter shooter. Um, he's gonna play more three, and that might be Troy Brown trying to guard him, or or maybe Rui when he slides to the four. But they're also top or bottom eight in giving up offensive rebounds, uh, something that Tobias Harris is pretty good at. Two things that help him in this matchup, um, and at 8600. In a another smash spot. I mean, when you're facing Washington, everybody's in a smash spot. But uh, this is this is a fairly pr- good price tag for him if you want to get some exposure at that's not Embiid at ten four. I, I, I the thing is I can't get behind the price tag. That's the only thing. Um, I think eighty six hundred is just a little too rich for me. I, I love I, I love the matchup. I agree with everything you said. I think he does have the upside for like a fifty point game here easily. I think all that's built in there. Um, but again, if I'm paying over AK for anybody on this team, I'm running it back. I think there's only one player I would even look at um, as like a standalone sixer play. And Simmons? I, you know, uh, no, I don't. I think nope. it would be like a guy like Shake Milton. Um, and it's not like I don't. It's not a guy I love. I just the thing is when the Sixers are healthy, uh, all three of them, you know, Embiid, Simmons, and Harris, they all have tremendous upside. They all have can you know have tons of usage. They can all hit that 50 point mark that we're looking for. Uh, but it's a, basically a toss-up, and they all kind of cut into each other's value. I think Embiid obviously has the highest ceiling and highest floor because he commands the most usage. Uh, mm-hmm. But when it comes to you know Tobias Harris, we're just looking at his past games. He hasn't hit value really you know more than once. He he hit it against Indiana uh, that one game, but he's been priced so high at 85, 8600 that you know first game against you know uh, or yeah against Indiana he got that 45 and then 42 against San Antonio. That's just getting to value. Um, Barely. I mean, we're really looking for, you know, 40 from a guy, and that's just 5X at 8K. So we're looking for a little bit more. Um, it could be in this matchup again, but I just don't know. I think that we're going to get to a couple other forwards later on that for a little bit of cheaper that can have that 40-point upside for like 2 or 3K less. Um, that's the only reason. I, I love the, I I love the spot. Uh, the, the last guy was one I just said. Uh, if you want to look at him, Ben Simmons, and I'll throw it Y, uh, Brett Brown continues to say the most important thing that he that is to be done before the playoffs start is that he wants Ben Simmons to be comfortable at his new position. Uh, he just said it again. Ben Simmons hasn't played great. He has 11 fouls in the last two games. Uh, but if Brett Brown is serious about this and uh, he wants Ben Simmons to continue to get this, even if this game gets out of hand, he's probably going to let Ben Simmons get more comfort zone, uh, get more comfort level. Ben Simmons wants to shoot at three. This is the team to shoot it against. Uh, I mentioned that they're bad at giving up offensive rebounds as well. Um, so there is some possibility here for Ben Simmons. But again, this that you mentioned the 8700 price tag. Uh, that's a little high for me. But uh, if you want to buy into the narrative that they want Simmons to just be comfortable, he's going to have one of these big games soon. I just don't. I can't. I can't stand that they assist her down five and four assists in the two games. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, that bothers me. And the, the only other thing that I'm going to, I don't worry about the fouls. I just look at who he went against. He went against DeMar DeRozan, known for drawing tons of fouls. Uh, and the game before that, he went through the God TJ Warren power <laughs> forward. So it's like, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> it's just stand there and take them. So the, the fouls, those are going to come again. He's playing in the new position. Um, and those guys, they just they just had great games against them. So that thing happens. But um, I think just the the not not distributing as much with Shake Milton in the starting lineup, that really cuts into his value. Um, 
So uh, I, I want to see him more like that 84 range. Um, Tobias Harris, I'd like to see him at like 79-8. And then that's when I'm really going to start considering. I haven't really played them too much yet. Yeah, I haven't really played them either. This is just a good matchup for their skill oh, sets. Fantastic. It's it's. I think this would be a good matchup for our skill sets. Uh, <laughs> we'd probably be able to drive. I, I give them 17 and a half DK points at mid-salary. They may yeah. open a couple of times, like 15 times. I'll hit three of them. Uh, but let's keep going, man. Let's move on to Washington. Uh, you touched on a lot of big names over there in Philly. Like I said, if I'm, if I'm playing any of the big names, I, I got to have some action on the other side and, you know, hope this game stays close enough where uh, I get four quarters out of everybody I'm looking at. So why don't you take us through a couple of the guys you're looking at for Washington? Um, yeah, so the the leading scorer on this team is Thomas Bryant since we started the rebubble. And uh, Troy Brown Jr. has really taken over the playmaker role. Uh, two things or Second, the latter half of which uh, we, we, we had a we saw coming, uh, maybe to a lesser extent, but we saw that. Uh, but if I'm going to start, the people that I'm or the guy that I'm really looking at in this matchup is uh, Rui Hachimura at 5,700. Thomas Bryant is going head to head against Joel Embiid. Uh, Joel Embiid can get him into foul trouble very early and will need someone else to start scoring there. Hachimura has been here. We thought he was going to get be the leading shot taker. Um, he took 15, 6, and 12 shots the last three games. I expect that to bump up a little bit. And at 5,700, that's not a b- bad price tag. So that's where I would be looking if I wanted some exposure uh, to this game. At, that's the first guy I'd be looking at. I don't mind Hachimura. Uh, you know, he, he played fairly well against some of these two teams faced off earlier. Uh, played a ton of minutes. I can't remember if the game went to over, uh, overtime or not, but he played more than 40 minutes. So I'm guessing it did. Um, but he put up 39 DK points. 11 for 18 shooting. Uh, didn't do his, do anything really as far as steals and blocks. Again, actually, he did have two steals, but uh, it's a solid matchup. He's going to get the Ben Simmons, uh, the matchup. And if the fouls do continue, that's only going to benefit him a little bit more. Um, and he's 5,700. We talked about it on the last show, I think, where once it's not up to that 7.5K mark, we can actually <laughs> consider it. Some of the pricing has been so egregious and off. DraftKings, I give them some credit. They've been pricing up everybody, but you know other sites like FanDuel, uh, they've been really dropping the ball on some of these pricing. Like today, the Nets guys, uh, DraftKings made it impossible to play any of them, and then you know FanDuel was basically inviting us with all of them at mid salary starting. So, right. uh, I'm 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 with you. I I'd say Hachimura is probably one of my uh, I would say my one or my two option on this team. Yeah, if I had, I don't. Uh, after Rui, I don't have a big second guy that I'm targeting in this game specifically. I do like the Wizards, and I think they they have some value here, um, but I'm not huge on everybody after that. I, if I had to look, I would go Troy Brown at 55. Uh, as I mentioned, he has turned into the premier playmaker on this team. He's getting more usage. He has back-to-back games of eight assists and seven-plus rebounds. Uh, so that's where I'd be looking at. It's not a great matchup for him, so I'm not in love with it, uh, but he is providing value at that that cheap price. Yeah. I mean, there's a few other guys like, you know, we, you touched on it, Troy Brown. He, he's, he's got the upside. He averages about a point per minute against his team, but how much upside do you have going against Philly's defense? That's yeah. where I run into it. It's, you know, he's not getting an easy matchup. Josh Richardson doesn't play offense. So it's like reverse James Harden. You know, James Harden doesn't play defense because he plays too much offense. Uh, Josh Richardson shoots like four times a game. So he has all day to play defense and that's all he thinks about. So um, I'm not going to be a, like you know 
gravitating towards him. If I land on him, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, the only other guy I have a little interest in, and it's you know a GPP flyer. That's it. Not a cash game reliable guy, but um, is Mo Wagner. Uh, I, I always look towards the backup center when you're going against Joel Embiid. Uh, you know, a lot of people get into foul trouble, and we, I, you know, I was talking about Drew Eubanks the other day, and he came out there and put up a decent enough game. Uh, for us, because when Joel Embiid's on the court, you need to throw big bodies at him. And there's also the added benefit where if this game happens to just get ran off the court very fast, uh, he's the guy that would end up benefiting because Thomas Bryant, I'm sure they would want to, you know, guy that had conditioning issues, stress fracture issues, I think early on in the season, not a guy that you're going to just run in, run in garbage time. So I, I, if he plays, ends up playing, you know, 20 to 25 minutes, I, I can see him hitting value at 3,900. He played 19 against Indiana last game and got us, you know, almost 21 points uh, with only scoring five actual points, two steals, two blocks, five boards, two assists. He can get it done multiple ways. So I guess, you know, a little GPP action. Can you not get bad. behind that? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to actively target him. I, I nah. guess if if I'm if I'm down in the four hundred four thousand range and I need someone, I'll look his way. But really, uh, I'll pass on that. All right, man. <laughs> maybe we got maybe we got another board bet. If we find someone that's four thousand, can't right. be someone chalky though. Yeah, no chalk. That's I like this. I like the sneaky GPPs. Mo Wagner's probably gonna be like 06 percent owned. Uh, that's what I'm hoping at least. But we'll keep it moving. Uh, next game, Oklahoma City. Thunder taking on the L.A. Lakers, uh, Santino's nope. favorite basketball you, you team. Skip some, you skipped a game, brother. Ooh. Oh, Denver, uh, Denver, San Antonio. Wow. Yeah, there's no spread. That's probably why. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's true. Well, Denver, San Antonio. I guess we'll talk about this one. Yeah. Uh, I had no spread available, as Santino said, so keep your eye on that. And generally, if there's no spread, it's because we're waiting on some injury news. And that would be Jamal, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Yep. Questionable with a hamstring injury. He's been sitting out. Um, wouldn't be shocked to see him sit another game. Uh, will Barton will still be out. Gary Harris is still out as well. Um, and then as far as San Antonio is concerned, uh, everybody looks to be good to go except for Marco Bellinelli and Bryn Forbes. Actually, no, Bellinelli's probable. We got an update. We have a probable Bellinelli. So there goes eight minutes out of the rotation. Uh, Bellinelli will be in, but uh, Bryn Forbes still dealing with the quad injury ruled out, and obviously no LaMarcus Aldridge or Trey Lyles. So uh, why don't you run through the scenario? Um, you know, Jamal Murray, let's, I guess, say that he's going to play, but I think we can both assume and, and rightfully assume that even if he does play dealing with a hamstring injury, uh, he won't see a full complement of minutes. Yeah. Uh, so if Jamal Murray plays, it downgrades everybody to me for me a little bit. We'll probably see... 20 or so minutes um but even then it takes a little bit of michael porter jr's usage out it takes a little bit of Jokic's ball handling out uh, it kind of downgrades a lot of people to me in this matchup he's not a fast-paced one really and it's uh it's a it's going to be more of a, a slugfest i think with the way that the spurs are coming out and trying to get that eighth seed uh, but say jamal murray doesn't play that puts uh, Michael Porter Jr. back into play, coming off a career high. I know his price tag went from mid-salary to uh, forty-five hundred. Or yeah, it was like mid mid-salary, then forty-five hundred last game, and now it's at sixty-two. Uh, thirty thirty points is, or if you're if at sixty-two, you want him to get at least thirty thirty-five at the minimum. Uh, that's hard, but uh, he he is their number one option right now without Murray, without Harris, without Will Barton. He's getting the minutes on, and every on the wing and on the guard rotation, uh, he is the guy. So I wouldn't mind looking there 
even with the price increase. And the way that the, the Spurs are playing, they're smaller. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, so he's going to see a lot of like Lonnie Walker or someone that's not close to his physical size. So he has the matchup advantage all day. No, I was just going to say I love Michael Porter Jr. Um, <laughs> he's, he's somebody that I, I've been touting and loving ever since. Uh, he finally got healthy, and you know the, he's a future. He's the future of this team. I think one day that this team's looking to have you know Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Ball Ball at the four, and Jokic at the center um, as their starting lineup, and then you know fill in whoever at the two, somebody that can hopefully play defense. But um, I'm with you. I, I think that if those if those guys are out, you know if Murray's out, we can look at Porter Jr. If Murray's in. Probably not going to look at him. I'd still assume that he's going to get at least high 20 to low 30s minutes, even if Murray's in there. I think his role is solidified. Um, yeah. That's not tough. That's not going anywhere. It's the usage that would you know change up a little bit. Um, but, I mean, if Murray plays, I think it, it might actually help Jokic up a little bit because Jokic has been, um, you know, not necessarily like struggling, I think, with Murray out. Um but, uh, you know, that last game against OKC where he exploded for a triple-double, prior to that, though, uh, not really getting it done for fantasy. He had two 40-point games pretty much, 40-point average prior to that last explosion against OKC. Um, but is he somebody that you'd have an eye on if uh, if Murray's in, or do you need Murray to be out? What's your what's your take on Jokic? Yeah, so Jokic needed uh, overtime to get those 39 minutes. Uh, he really picked it up in the, the second half especially to, get in, to finish off with that triple-double. I kind of like Jokic, but for 97, you're, you're right. I'd rather have Murray in there. It, he's running a lot more point. I mean, he runs a lot of point, but he's running, initiating the offense um, way more than usual, which it already is a lot. Uh, so, and I want him to get more in the block and, and get a little more comfortable, get some easier buckets to get there uh, with Murray available. So I'd rather probably have Murray in there for him. And it's the opposite for Michael Porter jr. For me. Um, but either way he's, he's in play, but, um, there are some people, other people in that price range that have a safer floor at the moment. Yeah. I think, I think I'd prefer him beat over even, you know, just the matchup, yeah. $700 more. If I'm going to spend up on that, just give me the guy that I think is guaranteed 50. Even if he plays like 25 minutes, I'll get 50. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Any uh, anybody else kind of standing out for you for Denver? Not standing out, um, but a, another guy in that five K range, uh, Paul Millsap. He had thirty five minutes. He's he's playing a, roughly thirty minutes a game, um, and he's putting up nearly thirty twenty five thirty fantasy points. Uh, I think this is a solid matchup for him. But um, yeah, and the more I talk about it, I don't fully want him with Aldridge out of there. But he, he's another guy who, with Jamal Murray out, someone needs to get more uh, volume as well. Or if, yeah. if Murray plays, I, I don't want him. I'm just curious on how how they would, uh, you know, how they would adjust with if DeMar DeRozan is at, you know, playing the four against them. Um, yeah. Obviously, they could take advantage of that in offense. But, you know, Millsap's a veteran. He doesn't want to move a lot. Um, you know, DeMar's going to make him move. He's going to pull him out of the paint. He's going to do everything he could to just tire this guy out and wear him down in the first six, seven minutes of the oh. game. So... It was similar, though, the last game. Uh, I mean, DeMar DeRozan and Gallinari are clearly different, but Gallinari's more of a perimeter player as well, and he's still got 35 minutes, so um, it seems like they want to play Millsap now that he's healthy. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you. If that's the case, Millsap's you know, been a pretty solid point-per-minute guy over his career, obviously, as he aged, and now that he's not a main focal point of a team that's gone down, but he still has that same upside where he's a multiple category kind of guy. He rebounds, points, blocks, steals, assists. He can do a little bit of everything. 
um, which gives them plenty of more opportunity to get those extra big games uh, here and there. So I can I can co-sign a little bit on Millsap. So I think for me, I'm looking at uh, Porter Jr. in the right scenario. Um, I don't mind a little bit of Millsap. Probably not going to be playing too much Jokic, although could be the pivot, I guess, if you're if everyone else is going to gravitate towards Embiid, which makes sense. Uh, but I'm not really going to go down to anybody else like Grant or Torrey Craig or any of those other guys. Mm-hmm. Monte Morris, I think he's just going to continue to be chalk. Been getting about a point per minute since he um, entered that starting lineup, but I'll probably yeah. I'll probably pass. I think there's better options. Yeah, I'm 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 okay on Morris. All right, man. San Antonio, uh, you know the the land of seventeen guards where everybody <laughs> plays every single one of them every single night. So why why exactly. don't you break why don't you break down uh, who who you have your eye on uh, for San Antonio for us? Um. So yeah, there I I got two my eye on two guys here. Uh, first is uh, Demar Derozan at eighty three hundred. He's he finally broke out of his shell and and said, uh, let me let me try and score in that in that third game. Uh, they did lose. That was the only game they lost, but they almost had Philly. Uh, they almost came back and beat him. Demar scored thirty points. Uh, it's a pretty decent matchup for him. If he, I don't, I don't, I wish he was a little in the seven five k k range, but um, I think this is a pretty good solid matchup for him, and they need someone to continue to take the the bull by the horns here in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, for Demar Derozan, um, you know, these two teams they met up earlier in the season, so any stats that you look up from that game, take with a grain of salt. Demar didn't play in it, uh, so you know you'll look and you'll see Derek White had a pretty solid game, and you know, solid matchup easily could again, but. Uh, that was also without the guy that gravitates twenty shots towards himself. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, take any of that news uh, too serious. But I think Demar Derozan, eighty three hundred, uh, he's a great play. And I don't know if you noticed, but DraftKings changed him from a shooting guard and small forward to a small forward and power forward. So uh, yeah. you can actually use Demar Derozan in the power forward spot now. I kind of like him better as the shooting guard spot, but uh, <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind the difference. Um, and after after him. There's another guy I'm looking at, just one more guy. Um, so Derek White is probably the, the guy that people are playing more because he has the hot hand. But I'm going in the other direction. I'm going Murray if I have to play one of those two guys. Uh, I think Murray has – he definitely has the advantage over Monte Morris if if Jamal Murray doesn't play. Uh, he's just more lankier. He can He's going to beat him off the dribble. Uh, he can get a shot over there. Uh, and he's a, he's a really good defender. I think he's going to get some thefts on Monte Morris. And if Jamal Murray does play, he's going to be limited as well. Uh, and I, I think Murray also has the advantage in that one just because he's limited. So I, I that's where I would gravitate to, to Monte Murray. Uh, so far, it's been 2-0 white or 1-0 white uh, with a, with a, or 1-0-1, I'll say, because they pretty much tied that second game. I think this is the game that um, Murray gets the trade-off in. Yeah, I think it's I'm, – I'm with you. I think that they're both good options. I just always like playing Murray over White personally just because Murray's rebounding upside. Again, I'm looking at guys that can get it done in other ways other than just scoring where they're taking just about the same amount of shot attempts uh, per game. Give me the guy that has the opportunity to get more steals and more rebounds, um, and that just gives me that higher upside and also a little bit of a safer floor. Same price tag pretty much, 16K, 159. I'm on board. I'm co-signing Murray over White. Um, but I don't think I can go towards you know the Lonnie Walkers. I know you said that's kind of where you were cutting yeah. it off. I think uh, Bellinelli's back. He's only going to take a couple minutes. Listen, I'm not saying he's going to like ruin everyone's value and everything. Uh, but uh, you know Lonnie Walker is a guy that's already been getting his minutes up and down a little bit, starting to get cut over the past few games. It went from 32 um, 
in the first one against Sacramento, down to 25 against Memphis, 19 against Philly. So as guys come back into the rotation via Patty Mills, he came back into it. Now we're starting to get Bellinelli back into it. We're going to start to see a couple of minutes come away from these guys like uh, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson, um, you know, a couple of these younger yeah. guys that we're getting the minutes. So I, I'm, I'm good with just looking at those two guys and it would only be one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be looking to get either, you know, both those guys in the same lineup. Yeah, me too. And while the Spurs still have that chance to get into the playoffs, they're going to try and make the playoffs. As you mentioned, uh, if they start losing ground and the last three games or so, it doesn't look like they're going to make it. Then I could see Alani Walker getting 35 minutes. Uh, my guy, Keldon Johnson getting 35 minutes, et cetera. But right now, while they're, while they have the chance to make the playoffs, I think they're just going to go for it. And whoever's playing with the hot hand is who pops going to go with. And, and another thing with the Spurs right before you go, always keep, keep an eye out for um, who's getting scratched beforehand. Cause with, with Popovich, you never know. So just always keep that in mind. Absolutely. So we're going to we're going to take a quick break just to give another shout out to one of our presenting sponsors, my bookie. Uh, you guys heard us say, you know, plenty of games on tonight, six games to choose from while all the spreads are out now. Uh, this is the best time to take advantage of some things. So go on to my uh, Use the promo code hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Turn your dreams into reality, whether it's parlays, baseball, basketball, NFL's right around the corner. Plenty of things to play. Uh, get some action, guys. You will thank us later. One of the new premium sites that we all play on. Now we're here at HoopBall, and I suggest you guys at least check it out. At the very least, check it out and use that promo code HoopBall. Get some goodies while you're there. Uh, but we got a uh, we got three games left, man. And I already realized we've been uh we've been we've been kind of dragging our feet on this. Yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna turn it up a little bit. We're gonna turn it into turn a it up to eleven, <laughs> a different uh, a different level. Uh, but the best part about it is now we shave off a few seconds talking about spreads and over-unders for the OKC Lakers game because there is none. Um, so no spread, no total. That game starts at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is still out. He left the bubble for the birth of his child. He will not be with the team. Looks like Mike Muscala is going to be out because he got busted up dealing with concussion-like symptoms. Uh, and Tony Ferguson still out. Uh, not that it has much to do with anything. Um, looks like the Thunder will keep continuing drafting bad wing players. Uh, and then the Lakers, uh, Rajon Rondo still dealing with a broken thumb. And that seems to be the only news oh, and, uh, that we have to talk about. Wow. Anthony Davis, not questionable. Hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And Avery Bradley's out for obvious. Um, yeah. But uh, there's only a couple people I'm looking at. Uh, who are we starting with? The Oh, the Thunder! I didn't see. I thought the Lakers were on top. Uh, that's just that's just my uh, bias, I guess. Let's start with the Thunder. Uh, so first name that comes to mind, uh, Chris Paul. I mentioned that if I didn't like go Jaw, there's someone else I like a little bit more at that same price range, 7900. The Lakers, if you're gonna attack them, it's at point guard right now. Uh, Chris Paul is extremely good. I think he's gonna be low lower owned, especially in when you see the Lakers on board. Uh, he has. The, he's averaging about 38 fantasy points the last two games. Um, but I, I like this matchup for him. As Conley showed, as, as Lowry showed, you can attack the Lakers right now at, at the point guard position. Yeah, I'm with you. Chris Paul is my top option on the team. Um, one of the only options I'm really looking at, I, I know that with Schroeder out, Shea gets a big boost. A lot of people went there. I went there last game, but yeah. he was also $700 cheaper. And I just haven't seen the the big Shea upside I've been looking for. Uh, with Chris Paul on the court, uh, it really bites into a lot of his usage and a lot of. And now that this is actually important time and important usage, you gotta 
you know, just assume that Chris Paul is going to take things into control when he has to. And, you know, he's the best point guard probably uh, for the past 10, what, 15 years. Uh, but, at the, you know, at the same time, he's going to take that last shot. He can set people up. He can make great plays, none, no doubt. But I just can't imagine that when, you know, the game's on the line, Chris Paul is going to be like, all right, let me look for Shea. <laughs> and uh, Chris Paul is actually – I'm fairly certain he's leading the league in fourth quarter uh, points. For, uh, so you just mentioned it. When the game's on the line, Chris Paul is playing out of his mind this year. Uh, he's always played out of his mind. But uh, he's he's on a mission this year because he's gotten slighted the last couple of years, especially when he got hurt with the Rockets for a few times. Uh, but, yeah, he's my top play on this team as well. Uh, he's 1,200 more than Shy, but I just like the matchup more. If I, if I was going to try and – squeeze in shy and and not go paul if if the money didn't match up again as i mentioned at the last couple spots at around 6700 i'd go shy but i'm trying to get paul in my lineup yep i'm with you paul and i'm not really i don't i know that you probably have some other guys you might be interested i'm not really interested yeah. in anybody else to be honest uh, me neither it's a little tough um adam's just not going to get done tough matchup with all the bigs that they got to throw at him Gallinari is going to have his hands full on defense, and it's going to be tough to get his shot over AD, not the regular defender. He can stretch out to the three-point line as well. That will cause us some problems. And then Shea, 6700 a little priced up. I think at that point I'd rather go Paul in the great matchup. So, Yeah, I'm just with Paul on this team. Let's keep it moving then, brother. We've been on the same page outside of our little our little early bet. <laughs> um, we got the next one, Lakers. Ah, this team stinks. We can just keep it moving. We don't need to talk about them. Yeah, uh, so nah. <laughs> I'll throw it out there. Um, Frank Vogel said that he will play his starters in both games of the back-to-back. This is the front end of the back-to-back. I know Frank Vogel says that. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I believe it. Maybe they play, but I don't see them playing 35 minutes in a back-to-back game when they have the number one seed locked up. And this was the concern that I had going into the bubble with Lakers players. Uh, I know I was. I talked myself into AD the other game because I, I thought about it, and I was like, who's going to guard him on Utah because Gobert is already occupied, and that was big. But this game, um, if I'm going to gravitate towards someone, it would be AD over LeBron. I think LeBron is more in the, let's get everybody on the same page. Let's get everybody ready. Let's get everybody engaged because we have a championship to go out there and win, and that's what he wants to do with these last uh, so couple of games. AD is the guy that he wants to be f- fed the most so if someone's going to score out there it's ad to me and i I like the matchup with it for ad out here i'm with you um i i mean i'm not really going to probably play either one of these guys i don't think i think the matchup's great if i were to play one of them it would be ad over lebron i touched on it after that game where it only took like seven shot attempts or whatever it was uh lebron's going to make it a point to get his guy warmed up make sure lebron knows he could turn it on he knows he's ready he knows he's experienced in the playoffs uh you know davis not a guy that's ever made it out of the out of the first round. So, um, you know, not a guy that's been there in those situations. Get him ready. Make sure he's warm, he's comfortable, and he's confident. And he has a few other players to do that with, too. So you, I, I like yep. what you alluded to. There's Deion Waiters there. Uh, there's J.R. Smith there now. They know that they're going to have to go forward without Rondo and without Avery Bradley, two focal points of their team and their rotation early on. So this team has to adjust, and they have to get the chemistry working. So I, I fully expect Captain King... Uh, God, LeBron, to do that on his way with these last few four, uh, four or five games that he has. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you, too. I, I mentioned Davis because it's a smash spot, but I just don't see them trotting these guys out for the next back this back-to-back set for 35 minutes a game. I, I, it's just hard to imagine. They already have the one seed locked up. And with that said, 
Uh, you mentioned one guy that if I'm going to go bargain hunting that I'll look at is Dion Waiters. If LeBron and AD aren't playing 35 minutes a game, um, Dion Waiters might get 25 to 30 minutes a game, and he's not afraid to shoot. He's played pretty well in the bubble. I can see a, a decent 25, 30-point upside with him, and at 3,500 salary, that's a that's a good good get if you're bargain bin hunting. I'll throw one more before you go. Uh, this guy I never mention in any of my lineups. I, I just... I don't like him, but right now this is a fair price for him, especially with what I think the Lakers are going to try and do. And that's Kyle Kuzma at 4,300. If LeBron and AD sit, Kyle Kuzma could play uh, 30 minutes. They might also sit him too and only play him 20, 25 minutes. But if he gets that 30 minutes, he is going to be their their go-to guy for the most part. And at 43, he can easily return value on that. All right, that's it. We're erasing the Dylan Brooks bet. It's Kyle Anderson versus Kyle Kuzma. Battle of the Kyles. Same price. Let's do it. I, I don't like Kyle like that. I, <laughs> I, I, I like him, but I don't know. It's, it's only a matter of uh, before game time. This is what I'm going to just keep an eye out for. If they decide that they're not going to play LeBron and AD 35, if they kind of do. Um, they, I, like I said, Kyle Kuzma is their number three scorer, so they might not play him a full complement of minutes as well. Uh, but if they do and AD and LeBron sit, he's definitely going to get some shots. Right, I, I still, I still would rather have Brooks, guess, Dylan Brooks more than both of those guys. I know, I know. Just, I get it. Nine hundred dollars yeah. more. I thought maybe fair price tags. No big deal. All right, we'll keep, we'll, keep yeah. we'll keep it. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. Yeah, Kyle <laughs> score more than Kyle Anderson. Let's do uh, it. Let's do it. All right, it's locked in. I knew I could talk you into it. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we, I, I still like Kyle Kuzma more. I just was felt. I thought Dylan Brooks was a lock. We uh, we we grew up in that in the day and age where if you told your friend he wouldn't do something, they had to do it. So I knew that was coming. But I was trying to get a free win there because Dylan <laughs> Brooks is a lock. The next game, man, eight uh, eight oh five. Uh, I'm wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, eight oh five Eastern Standard Time game. Toronto Raptors going against uh, the Orlando Magic. We do have a game total for this one: two twenty four and a half. Toronto being favored by five and a half points in this game. Uh, we already know the unfortunate news surrounding Orlando with uh, Jonathan Isaac, but now added to that injury list is going to be Michael Carter-Williams. Uh, left, to, I believe it was uh, today's game with a sore foot. Uh, I think it was his left foot. He's going to undergo an MRI, but odds are if you're undergoing an MRI, uh, you will not be playing in the game. Uh, so that's going to open up some minutes. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams has been actually the first player off the bench for most of these games, so we'll have to take into account what that's going to do for the rest of the rotation. And then as far as Toronto, everybody is good to go except for uh, Pat McCaw. The, you know, doesn't really have anything to do with it. He played himself pretty much out of the rotation, barring a lot of the injuries. So, uh, actually, what am I looking at? Did he really play 43? Oh, no, that was back in that was back in March. 43 minutes back in March, so it's still a lot of minutes. He only scored 17 points. So we're not looking at him for DFS anyway. But uh, yeah, we'll enough, start with, enough with Pat McCaw. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm trying to speed things up. I'm spending time on Pat McCaw, but... Uh, we got some fair price tags for a lot of these guys over here in Toronto. It, it, you know, Van Fleet getting a little bit of a, bo- a boost. Same thing with Kyle Lowry. Siakam has been that price all season long. But uh, anybody like kind of popping off the page for you in this matchup? Uh, so this is one of the matchups that I am least targeting. And I'll tell you why. Um, I will start with Toronto. This is the likely first round matchup. The two versus seven seed. I think the Magic get the seven seed. Uh, um I'm curious to see, and, and they played each other in the first round last year. I Most of the time when we see this, teams don't go full bore at each other. 
knowing that they're going to be playing a series against each other. So they don't want to give everybody the looks that they're going to give them in in the playoffs. So with that in mind, I'm kind of leaning towards not really playing many people. But if I had to play someone, um, I like the Fred Van Vliet. Only he played 40 minutes in back-to-back games since the bubble started. 77 is a hefty price tag for him, and I that's that gives me pause there. And if, I wish he was back near 7K, because then I would have been on him. But if I'm going to go with someone on this team, I, I like that uh, the 40-minute upside and uh, knowing that if they don't go full bore and they rest Kyle Lowry a little bit, Fanfleet gets more money to play with. See, I'm I'm more on the Kyle the Kyle Lowry side of things. Um, just only seven hundred dollars more, and now knowing that Michael Carter Williams is going to be out of this game, there was a reason why Michael Carter Williams was the first defender off the bench, and it's because they start DJ Augustine. Uh, he gets cooked. You can't leave DJ Augustine on the floor for too long. He gets absolutely torched on defense, uh, and without that, you know, defensive long stopper at point guard that they normally take off the bench, their backup options, Markel Fultz, who is a capable defender. But he's also having his minutes limited. Uh, they're not ready to just to kind of throw him out there just yet. So um, I don't mind Kyle Lowry. This isn't a matchup I love necessarily uh, from a team standpoint. Orlando slows games down, has been playing great defense all season long. So I wouldn't go playing a bunch of Toronto. But if you're looking for a decent one-off, I think Kyle Lowry, 8,400. Um, I, I, I don't mind this matchup uh, with Michael Carter-Williams out. That, and that's, that might be you know the only guy I'm really looking at on this team. So I don't, I don't know. Do you have anybody else that you're kind of – you know. No, uh, I'm not really like I said. I don't. I'm not really high on this matchup in general, and I'll just say it. I'm fading every single Orlando player again. Uh, I'm just not touching anybody on that lineup. Um, and the reasoning is, uh, again, this might be the first round matchup, but that's not even the reason. Steve Clifford, before the bubble started, said he wanted to get a 10, 11 man rotation. Uh, he hasn't, he's not joking. He's been playing more than 11 men. He played 13 men, 13 men. And I believe, uh, 11 or 12 last game. I'm not, I, I forget. Um, uh, but he's not joking. Nobody's played 30 minutes yet. Um, uh, about 25 is the tops. If you're not that, that caps, everybody's upside. So I'm just leaving this. I'm fading Orlando. Yeah, I think just it's a tough defensive matchup on top of it. Uh, you know, yeah. limited minutes, tight. You know, not tight rotation. It's actually a, a wide rotation. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, Vucevic's price tag's fair. Gordon's price tag's fair. All their price tags are fair, but it's just a negative matchup. And without them, you know, guarantee of them getting a full complement of minutes, it's really tough. Um, you know, we can look at a guy like maybe DJ Augustine if we do think that maybe he does some of Mark uh, Michael Carter Williams minutes uh, they have to go somewhere and they can't go to fault so he's probably the one guy I'd have some consideration for because he's also pretty cheap 4400 uh, won't really burn you the only other guy that they really play behind him that um, I could see getting you know any sort of minutes would be uh, yeah no that's it oh. I, don't, I, I don't think I, that they have anybody else that can really I do have a long. I do have a small addendum uh, I forgot last night that uh, the Vucevic Gordon and Fournier all hit 30 minutes for the first time in the bubble. Uh, they did They did get beat by the TJ Warrens, but um, they did reach 30 minutes. With that said, it changes my thinking slightly, but I also don't like this matchup, so I'm still going to fade them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on them anymore than, than I was prior. I think Augustine's probably the only guy I really have a lot of consideration for. I do like Vucevic's price tag, just not the best matchup. I think 8100 is is fairly cheap for a guy like Vucevic for what he does on a consistent basis, but yeah. not without consistent minutes. Uh, maybe, we, maybe we get to see 30-plus again, and we can change our tune in yep. the next slate. 
the one thing, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The one thing that is, is this would be good if I see uh, around 30 minutes again for Vucevic or Aaron Gordon or Fournier, the following games in a better matchup. That's where I'll look for them, um, knowing that their minutes aren't limited. That changes things. But in this game, the, the Raptors are one of the best defensive teams in the league, so I'm okay. All right, man. We'll keep it moving to the yeah. final game of the slate. It is the Brooklyn Nets facing off against the Boston Celtics. No total, no over-unders released for this game yet, and it's because we don't know what Brooklyn is actually doing. Um, I say bench them. They, you know, you just beat a championship-caliber <laughs> team with your G League team, let them run. Uh, but no, in all reality, a lot of these guys were resting in that last one. We saw that today. Uh, but Karis LeVert, uh, he sat out due to a bruised thigh. Is that rest or is it a bruised thigh? Uh, keep an eye on it because maybe they just – don't take any chances if he's hurt. Uh, I would expect Joe Harris and Jared Allen to be back. Those guys uh, actually did sit for quote unquote oh. rest. Well, Joe Harris, they said quote sore back. So I don't know if that was what that means. Probably rest without getting fined, uh, but we'll see. No, that means you're a veteran three point shooter. Once you start getting, <laughs> you know, the sore back, it's uh, it, that just means you shoot. You're just a veteran. Um, uh, Bruce thigh doesn't scream veteran. Uh, you know, my back sore. Yeah, you know, I'm 29 years old. My back sore all the time too. I know what the, I know what that feels like. You're a, he's a veteran. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Crawford. You know, not the best story. Uh, came back, played six minutes, got hurt, hurt his hamstring, did not return to the game. Uh, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't expect to see him again. Um, hopefully the Nets at least keep him on the roster. The dude's in the bubble. Uh, but hamstring injuries never the best thing for a guy that just came back and could only handle six minutes. So. I wouldn't be yeah. shocked if we don't see him again. And then all the regular injuries that we already know about. And then as far as Boston's concerned, uh, everybody's ripe and ready to go. Uh, Marcus Smart's probably still following people as we speak, even though the game's over. But <laughs> I think he followed out uh, like six minutes left in the third quarter or something like that uh, in today's game. So he, mm-hmm. uh, he had his hand. He played 15, 16 minutes and he fouled out. So. That's that's new, uh, new for Marcus Smart. But why don't we start with Brooklyn? Let's break it down. I guess we can look at it though as though everybody's everybody's. Let's assume Levert, Allen, and uh, Joe Harris are all playing, and I think we know what to assume if you know a guy like Levert sits, where that usage is primarily going to go. Yeah, first guy I'm looking at, Jared Allen, 5400. Uh, anybody, any big, any center going against Boston is in a, in a nice spot in that 5400 for a guy who can grab 15 rebounds as he did last game that he played uh that's a that's a no-brainer to me yeah i'm all over it. <laughs> uh you know jared allen that kind of minutes you saw what he did in the last one when he gets the opportunity 38 minutes 48 dk points sign me up again 15 rebounds uh he, he's just gonna get it done yeah even if he gets 26 27 minutes doesn't get to that 30 minute mark at this price tag he's not killing us if he was 7k it'd be a different story 5,400, I have all the confidence. I have no issues playing him. He's going to be the chalk center player of the day. You can guarantee that. But, uh, you know, hopefully DraftKings just slips up and snoozes a little bit and keeps that O next to him. Uh, but yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, who else, man? I know that, you know, this is the late-game hammer. Uh, Karis LeVert, 7,800. If he plays, do you have any interest in him? Some interest. If he plays, he's going to be the usage guy on the team as, as normal. His shot hasn't been falling, uh, and he's going to have his hands full with Marcus Smart. Uh, but he did take 25 shots the last game, so there's there's no shortage of usage there, and he, he scored 34 points. Uh, I do have some slight interest in him, so we'll see what happens. But I I'm, I would probably I, I like uh, Chris Paul for a hundred dollars more there. So Levert, yes, uh, I'd rather take the pivot and go with with Chris Paul there. 
Yeah, I think there are, I think I'm with you. I think Paul's is just in a slightly better matchup. Uh, Boston, they as weak as they are in the interior. Their perimeter defense is fantastic. Uh, just being able to throw different combinations of Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, uh, all out there at different players. And you got to expect that Levert's going to draw the best defender, being their number one option. Uh, it's going to be a tough day for him. But at 7,800, still a fair price tag. It's a guy that his usage is skyrocketing, and we would expect him to be probably around 8,300. Uh, you know, that's why I see guys like Tobias Harris at 8,600. I'm like, I, I would take a guy like Levert even <laughs> in a bad matchup at 78. I would prefer Levert over Tobias Harris. Um, yeah. Even though Tobias is in a good one and the Vert's in a bad one. That's just the way I look at it. I think there's more upside there. Uh, but that's it. I'm not playing Tyler Johnson at 6,100 or Garrett Temple at 58. Uh, Joe Harris, I can get behind at 54. Uh, decent option, but that, you know, point per dollar. Look at Jared Allen, different position I get, but, you know, that's yep. the guy I look at. The, that's the number one guy I'm looking at. I can't play your boy Chioza, and I think everybody else is just kind of uh, a little bit priced up because of that one day that they had, you know, exposure to the NBA court. Yeah, but, they haven't they haven't changed the pricing back to with assuming Lavert, Allen, and Harris are there. So all those guys are out of play for me. All right, man. We'll keep it moving to Boston now. Uh, who are you looking at over here? I mean, this is this Nets team has been bleeding points, and <laughs> I mean, hey, they're coming off a big win, so maybe they're, they got they're some coming confidence. off a big win. The Celtics coming off a big loss. They only now hold a half game lead. Uh, over the heat for the the 3-4 seed. So they need a win. And when they need a win, I'll go back to the well again if I have the the cash, and that's uh, Jason Tatum is my number one guy. There's nobody on this team that can guard him. Um, He's going to have free reign to do whatever he wants in this matchup. Yeah, you can't can't argue with that. I mean, I I think... I think all the wings are in play for me. Um, yeah. I love all of them. Between Brown, Hayward, Tatum, uh, depending on the money. If you have the money to spend up on Tatum, go for it. I'm not going to blame you. Uh, but I think Gordon Hayward and, and Jalen Brown are both in excellent spots as well. I, I don't like Smart's price tag at 6500 A little bit too rich for my blood. Kemba Walker with the minutes limited, I can't do it. Well, it's the second game of the back-to-back, so Kemba might not even play. Uh, we'll keep that's that in mind. Ball. And but, if that's the uh, case, I think Smart comes into play. What do you think? Yeah, I have... Well, on this team, I had uh, I think a lot of people are in play. Um, like you said, Tatum, Brown, Hayward, all in play. I'd lean Brown over Hayward because Brown's been on fire and he's 200 less. Um, and he has shooting guard eligibility. So uh, sometimes it's tough to find those shooting guards only. Uh, so I, I would lean Brown over uh, Hayward. Uh, but yeah, if um, Kemba sits totally, uh, that means Marcus Smart's going to get more game time at 6500 that's not a bad price tag i'd still rather pay up to get uh brown uh 400 extra on there and possibly daniel tice he's been taking this uh center job by but he's taken it by storm he's played 30 32 28 26 Uh, he's the main guy there and he has a good matchup against jared allen or the backups so he's he's definitely in play for me as well um but 5200 is we, i've said a lot of guys that i like at 5200 as well yeah I, I can't i don't understand how you can play him over jared allen for two hundred dollars uh, no. more it's, it's uh but uh, uh, i wasn't you know, comparing allen and no 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 that's together. just the way that's the way i just uh i just want to you know break it down that's the way i generally view things i you know price compare uh obviously in tournaments and gpps you don't you don't look at things in the same scenario but general cash games in that uh, situation it's just tough at that kind of 200 dollar difference and sheer floor and upside i think i think his floor is probably tice's upside in this kind of matchup 
Um, but yeah, I'm with you. It's it's really just the three guys at the top. And if we see Kemba out, Smart obviously gets a big bump up, but he's still pretty fairly priced at 6,500. Uh, you really need like 35 out of him to pay that back and be satisfied in the tournament. Uh, won't be going to anybody on the bench. Uh, this team is just primarily focused to run through their three primary scoring options for when Walker's available. But that's it, man. Um, yeah. That's all I have. I think that, uh, you know, interesting slate. We spent a good amount of time on it, more than usual, uh, about an hour and six minutes right now. So this is where we'll spend a quick minute and just ask you guys to go give us a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find him at Santino Cone, S-A-N-T-I-N-O-C-A-C-C-O-N-E. Uh, give us a follow if you have any questions leading up to the slate, maybe just general knowledge. And if you just want to say you guys are doing a great job, uh, we appreciate it. And you can also do that if you just go on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, give us a thumbs up, rate, and review, a five-star uh, we check it. It makes us it makes us feel good. It lets our sponsors know that we're doing a good job, and it allows us to you know relay that information back to us. So we know what we can do better for you guys. We'll continue doing whatever it may be. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Keep breaking down these nice five, six, seven game slates, uh, and I believe uh, Santino, you're gonna have the night off. Yeah, I will be. Any big plans for that night off? Um, no, just watching some more basketball. <laughs> That's it. Keeping it exciting, switching it up. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's what we've been, man. We've been uh, b-ball vegetables. I've been talking. I was talking about it the other day. You just sit in your couch, turn into a vegetable, a potato, perhaps, and uh, you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy it because we missed it, man. But uh, anything else you want to say before we take off? Um, no, I think we. I think we hit it all. We had a pretty uh, long pod, a little bit of longer pod, but I think we hit it all. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you for listening. We will be back. Catch you guys later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.